Andy Fenton. Jason Witten. Happy Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday to you, my friend. Good to be hanging out with you, uh, as always, on a fabulous Friday. I was just telling you, just off air, just had to raid um, my mum's $5 Gossip's bottle of wine. <laughs> we were out of wine. Opened in the last couple of days, at least. Yeah, that, at least. No that, that's not all me, gang. That does. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got the uh, the Little Red Fox, uh, and it is Little Red Fox Pinot Noir from just oh. down, uh, just down the road from me. Wonderful little place, Foxy's Hangout. Nice. Uh, little Red Fox from Foxy's Hangout, at a local Pinot Noir, which is uh, which is quite delicious. Actually, you got it from uh, uh, the the local place because we're getting back into lockdown, which means that Victorians are getting used to ordering meals in again. So all of the local restaurants in their in their wine uh, in their wise wisdom in their wise wisdom uh, <laughs> uh put on their special deals again and uh and this is a mornington peninsula classic they do an incredible mexico pizza down at wo zeros with an incredible knocky ragu for anybody on the local no- uh, peninsula and they throw in the red fox pinot noir from foxy's hangouts uh just you know to uh to make life a little bit more cheerful for all of us in lockdown happy happy days well that's good news um Good afternoon to all of the crew dropping by. Great to see you guys. Um, I hope we have a clear reception today. Yeah, me too, uh, Alison. We think we've, well, touch wood, we're, um, uh, we're connecting via the old Ethernet instead of wireless today, seeing if we can't make it work a little bit better this week. We've been doing a bit of research, so hopefully that works. Rodney, good day to you, mate. James is there as well. Um, yeah, tough times on the gossips. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I was scraping around, Alison, for some wine and uh, the only wine that I could find was my mum's $5 bottle of uh, Shiraz that she'd half drunk. So there you go. Um, yeah. Yeah. This just in, uh, the gossip website has just gone down because four people simultaneously Googled it. Uh, that's the, the most amount of visitors they've had to their webpage in, in the last several years. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's good news. And Rodney, mate, good to have you, mate, uh, catching one on the live. So hopefully you enjoy the show. We've got plenty on today, plenty on in the news. There's uh, there's uh, lots going on. We'll, we'll get around to that soon. Uh, Jeanette's on the old Stone Lee Sav Blanc. Oh, that's the way. Nice. Now, Jeanette, tell me, tell me, Jeanette, are you uh, ice in your white wine or not? I'm an ice in the white wine type person. Andy's, <laughs> Andy's horrified. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's um. Well, you wouldn't let me drink one week old wine last week. Matter of fact, gang, I've got a, like a two hundred dollar bottle down in my house that I opened, and I was only having one glass a week. And then Andy snubbed his nose at it last week. He wouldn't let me drink it. So, well, I think for your own safety, mate. I think, uh, <laughs> you said you'd been waking up a little bit dusty, and uh, I think it was from poisoning, not uh, not not alcohol poisoning. Just you might you poisoning. might be right, actually. You might be right. Um, I was almost. I actually poured a glass of it, and I sipped, and I went, "It is a bit average." And then I had a taste of the gossips, and like, um, <laughs> the gossip is the standout. So that that's what we call in. Uh, in a, in a direct comparison. It's uh, it's a way to make something good is to compare it with something terrible. Uh, there you go. No, uh, we've got a few um, a few uh, people dropping by for the first time in the live, so that's awesome. Yasmin, oh, good yes, to see you. Welcome. Corrine, 
Um, Christopher, good to see you dropping by, mate. Great to see you again. Hopefully everything's going back on track for you, mate. Um, there we go. Shay's um, saying we're looking clear and, and and the sound is good. So, yeah, maybe the old direct Ethernet connection's actually doing the work today, Andy. <laughs> no, no, did you notice that she didn't say you're looking good and sounding clear? It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> we're looking a bit dusty after those wines. She, she chooses her words well, your wife. <laughs> um, yeah, well, uh, Christopher, stay tuned. Andy's got some news about that a little bit later on, a little bit of support for business owners out there and about. There's Tash. Um, good to see you, Tash. Uh, you, you're outside. Are you outside the lockdown zone, Tash? Um, you're out. You're outside of Melbourne, though. Um, but yeah, you uh, might, the, you're whole, mate, the whole place, mate. Oh, the, the whole, whole of Victoria. Boodle. Yep. Uh, there you go. Yep. yep. There you go. Or oh, Jeanette said no, and and she said no twice. No, no. Nice in the white wine. But Christopher's with me. He's like, yeah, mate. Oh, ice in the white wine. Anyway, this is not a wine show. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. Um, all good, all good. Jeff. Jeff's got a chip. Uh, he got his chip um, inserted the other day, and now he can he can pay it. Well, worse with his new chip from his uh, injections. But anyway, um, it's good to, to see. Jeff, was that uh, was that the Pfizer shot, or was that the Pfizer blue pill? That you took two shots off. Uh, just, just, just clarifying, mate. Don't want to get it wrong. Yeah, we don't want it to is after five pm. Yeah. Leading, leading people astray. <laughs> uh, working Geelong, so isolating. Well, great to see all of you guys. Uh, while we were just uh, waxing a bit of lyrical there, um, saying good day, making sure everyone got on. Andy, we've got plenty on um, uh, to chat about uh, today, um, and. Uh, as you guys know, we've been doing this for a while, helping out property investors and small and medium and large business owners, keeping them up to speed, helping them from our two worlds of property and the world of finance, stock market and uh, financial planning, uh, business structuring, a bit of um, uh, insight and wisdom in that sort of space. So we've been doing it since lockdown. I think we're on, on about 55 or 60 shows now, Andy. So, you know, we've got a few under our belt which is awesome and we love doing it with you guys and um it's good to good to see you guys dialing in but um uh a segment that one's a bit big let's put that one up in the corner there uh what we what we usually do what we usually do is put uh what's in the news up uh over there uh what's in the news we'll talk about uh some of the things that we think are interesting um that's what andy said oh that's what andy said that way anyway and um We've got plenty to talk about in the news this week. It's been a pretty interesting week, bit of uh, bit of up and out and about and um, uh, what's going on. There is also, there's things we think you should know and we'll probably talk a little bit about that uh, also a little bit later on. Um, always keep an eye out on uh, helping educate business owners and property investors understand where they're at and also we'll take any questions. So if you're sitting there right now and as we sort of dive into what's in the news, which is usually our first segment, gang, uh, about where we're at. Uh, if you've got any questions, start whacking them in the chat. Um, be great to um, great to hear what you guys are, are concerned about, interested in, whatever it might be. So uh, put those in the chat. But I might throw over to you, Andy, because you and I were chatting off air about uh, a few things uh, in the news, and I think your stuff's um, right over the hitting plate. So uh Let's dive into what's in the news in your neck of the woods, mate. 
Mate, well, uh, over here, and uh, we'll just jump over to here. One of my favourite quotes by good old Yogi Berra, uh, and we've got that what's in the news smack bang over the plate there, mate. I'm not sure if you can see it, but it's... Did uh, I move it? Um, let, let me see. No, it um, it looks like it's moved, but uh, let me turn it on and turn it off again. We go, turn it on and then turn it off. I've that got you? one sitting right over the plate, right in the centre. That one uh, there and then off. Is that it. off now? Yep, it's gone. Ah, that was it was stuck there, uh, but I couldn't see it. But anyway, it's uh, what do you got, mate? Feels like deja vu all over again by the, the great <laughs> Yogi Bear. Uh, Yogi, uh, not to be mixed up with Yogi Bear. Uh, Yogi Bear was uh, was an old baseballer, uh, and uh, mate, uh, some of the some of the quotes of the century. I think uh, one of my favourite is the the future ain't what it used to be. <laughs> and uh, nowhere, no one goes there nowadays. It's too crowded. Uh, but uh, mate, for us down in uh, in sunny Victoria, it is uh, it's number five. It's the it's the lockdown. We're we're getting used to it. Uh, not to say that um, you know we enjoy it or we're any better at it, but uh, certainly we're we're starting to uh, become more familiar with it as it arises. Yeah. So. Uh, mate, I thought in the spirit of, of just giving everyone a quick update as to what's available, uh, down here in Victoria, we had the situation of Oliver, which is uh, us going, uh, please, sir, can I have some more to the, uh, the federal government? Who uh, And as we said last week, we're, we're sort of rightly or wrongly uh, sort of playing a bit of favourites, not that the PM had anything to say <laughs> that was favourable about that. But uh, they are coming to the party. So those of you who are in Victoria, uh, you can just Google it and you'll be able to jump on to the, the Australian website. Let me just get the address for you. Uh, but premier.vic.gov.au uh, forward slash cash support Victorian businesses during lockdown with little hyphens as spaces. So that again is premier.vic.gov.au forward slash cash support Victorian businesses during lockdown. Uh, so just a quick long and short of what's happening here is... Give us the rundown, Andy. Uh, so payments of $600 will be made to Victorians that lose more than 20 hours worth of work uh, during the period of lockdown. Uh, so that is, uh, at the moment, it's a, it's a once-off, but if the lockdown continues, then we would imagine that will continue. And payments of 375 will be made to individuals that lose between 8 and 20 hours worth of work during the lockdown. Uh, it's going to be interesting to figure out exactly how they uh, audit that in the future, uh, which will be very, very interesting. Victorian government's direct economic support uh, for the businesses has topped about $6 billion over the course of the pandemic, including more than $500 million through the last restrictions. So, uh, there's no further 400, uh, 461 million allocated uh, for the business cost assistance program and licensed hospitality venue fund. So some 90% of the, the program's allocations have been delivered to date uh, and they will be re-delivered. So effectively, if you qualified as a business in May, June for the support packages, <clears throat> which was about 20 million uh, worth of support packages, uh, then you're automatically going to be allocated into that so yeah we don't have the full details as to how they're going to roll it out it looks like they're just going to go as easy as they possibly can if you qualified last time uh you will qualify this time and you will get 
uh, a bit of a payday as a result of it. Now, that is generally uh, for those businesses that are most affected, like hospitality, uh, like events, those sorts of industries that just get obliterated when this comes on. But for those of you, reach out. Uh, if you've got any questions about it, we'll be looking more closely at it as it rolls out. It is pretty yep. fresh off the press. And to be fair, I didn't think that um, that uh, Dan and the PM would actually meet in the middle somewhere. Uh, I was thinking that maybe Dan might have had to push him down the stairs for him to, uh, <laughs> uh, to, to make a decision like that. So who knows what happens behind closed doors. Uh, there's many of rumours in politics in different areas, different locations, and uh, Gosh, isn't it an interesting world? But anyway, so cash surplus, it is there for the business. It's not much, but uh, but it is something. So if you've got any questions about it, flick it off to us. Uh, we will do it, the research, and we will come back to you with more details. Also on that, Jay, so there has been a few people who did reach out during the week. Uh, for those of you who did, uh, usually we're reasonably quick at coming back, but uh, apologies, we've been in planning. So uh, for those of you, and I know that a few of you are already on here, apologies uh, for a couple of days late but uh i don't want that to dissuade you if you need to reach out please do in regards to the business support fund so those of you in sydney you'll already know because you would have been peppered with that but go to the uh, sydney government grants google that and go to the websites make sure that you're applying make sure that you're getting the information that you need in order to support your business uh which chase they're 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 calling it not stimulus anymore they're calling it an investment investment Uh, yeah absolutely one day we'll, we'll actually call a spade a spade. A spade a spade. Well, there is also um, uh, there was a little bit of conversation during the week as well as some of the lenders um, being open to helping uh, business owners also when it comes to their mortgages um, and their commercial premises. So, gang, reach out. Um, I don't have a lot of info on that one. I've done a little bit of searching, but I've just seen that the banks are absolutely available to to help out. Um, and um, if it goes on for a long time, I'm sure they'll they'll put something in place uh, significant. But um, you know, uh, as we did last time in the lockdown, reach out to your lenders, let them know. You know, I have to take my sort of hat off to them. They never do anything for for free or from the goodness of the heart. But <laughs> they've they've actually they actually did a good job in lockdown last time um, and uh, throughout the COVID period for for a lot of people. Um, so they'll be flexible this time. And if they're not, um, you know, give them a touch up on social media, and then they'll uh, sharpen up pretty quickly. Um, but um, the the reality is, gang, you can always apply for mortgage pauses and mortgage help when it comes to your commercial properties, your your business, your loans. Um, and I've always found if you're ever in that if ever in that situation where you're stuck, get on the front foot. Um, let the lenders know. You know you'll you'll uh, catch up next month or the month after or whatever it might be, and uh, you know make sure you don't end up um, um, in default because then that goes on your credit uh, file. Where if you put it on a pause or whatever, yes, they know it's been on pause, but it doesn't officially go on a credit file anywhere where you apply for credit in six months' time, and then you're like, oh, hang on, you know. You, you applied for a pause, that doesn't show up in your credit file. Um, but if you default and you don't pay and you don't talk to anyone, that's what will show up in your credit file. So get on the front foot. Um, but if you need a little bit of, let's call it um, pre-planning, little strategic pre-planning about getting on the front foot, um, 
make sure you reach out to your advisors um, uh, and um, make sure you uh, you have a chat about what that might look like. Because sometimes you just got to look after yourself um, before you look after others, and um, you know there's only so much sometimes to go around. So, but anyway, uh, I'm I'm always of the opinion you reach out, you ask for help um, in this sort of this sort of space, and nine times out of ten, if it's genuine situation. Those institutions will help you out for a period of time, um, and right now there's never been a much more, um, you know, valid time to reach out for help, gang. So if that's you, make sure you do reach out. Make sure you do ask for support from your advisors and all those, also those institutions. Yeah, look, the they have struck a bit of a deal with the the federal government, and uh, so <clears throat> it's easy to be philanthropic, Jace. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you're just given an open check, uh, I think. But, but, but yeah, let's let's give it to them. They are allowing people to go on pause. Uh, they will figure out a way of rape pillaging and plundering down the other end. Don't worry about that. But the, the one red-hot tip uh, I'll just put out there is think about it strategically as well. Reach out and ask for help. But if you're with multiple institutions, just think a little bit critically as to who you want to know what, uh, given these sorts of scenarios, because it's not all public information won't all be public information as it goes forward so uh just be a little bit strategic and if in doubt uh you know uh, get in contact with your brokers your advisors accountants and uh well actually probably the brokers and the uh, advisors in regards to loans and just totally. get a little bit of perspective because you may not want to you might want to pause some and you might not want to pause the others and there might be strategic reasons behind strategic doing that to do it. yeah totally uh, Christopher was just asking Andy, you know, at some point if you could whack that link up, maybe uh, I know you can put the link in the chat um, in Restream, Andy, or if you could float it up um, in um, in the on the screen or something. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll as we roll along, Christopher, we'll get that link up for you, mate, in one way, shape, or form. Even Andy, if you send it to me, and I can put it in the in the link in the chat at my end because I'm running the stream. Uh, whatever whatever works, but. Um, um, as we as we roll along, mate, that's uh, that's coming across. To as you like. So while while that's coming across to you, mate, uh, and hopefully I didn't send it to the wrong person. That'd be a bit random. Uh, <laughs> the uh, so let me ask you this: What does Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, public, publicly listed floats, and Adam Gilchrist? What do they have in common? Mark Wahlberg, he's the actor. Yep. A public, I like Mark Wahlberg. He's good. Um, I don't know, everyone, have a listen to this. Mark Wahlberg, public listed floats, and who? And Adam uh, and Gilchrist. Adam Gilchrist, Gilchrist cricketer. Is that, is that cricketer? Well, it sounds like it, but no. <laughs> <laughs> is Adam Gilchrist? Anyway, obviously I have no bloody idea. <laughs> Mate, well, uh, one, of, one of the great stories, I, I love Marky Mark. Uh, he, he's got a very interesting background, I think. I follow him on Instagram and uh, I'd been watching this for a little while because I thought, geez, you've gotten right into this. You have gone absolutely deep uh, on this venture and, geez, mate, if it hasn't turned out to be an absolute corker, uh, mate, he doesn't need to make money in films. Old Wahlberg, if he's not uh, acting in Transformers, he is transforming the physical fitness industry uh, with his reputation and one of our fellow Adam Gilchrist, has uh, has just successfully launched uh, F45 with a two billion US dollar valuation over in the US. Oh. 
Uh, Shiver me timbers. Incredible story. Absolute incredible story. We know a few business owners throughout Australia who are who are trying to emulate something very similar. And yeah. uh, mate, it is it's one of these spaces now. I and and the red hot tip I I got from this is that you gotta watch these, you gotta watch some of the smart celebrities because they have got their COVID has got smart celebrities and they They've literally changed the world a little bit, this whole COVID thing. And I know a few of them started to get in beforehand, but uh, you've got uh, Ryan Reynolds and you've got Hugh Jackman. They're big into this sort of stuff. You've got uh, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Burgers, he's been doing it for years, and uh, and also some. Hey, Elon Musk, mate. But no, I mean, you and I talked about this, Andy. I mean, this is like you know, it's the wild west. Let's get influencers now to to influence the value of things uh, outside the rules and regulations that the institution have had to play with for many many years. It is the wild west. This is this is awesome <laughs> or terrifying or both. He's been <laughs> plugging it through his Instagram ad nauseum now for about two years and yeah. I, i've never said it on here i might have done it last year when we were in lockdown but uh but i've been watching it intensely because i thought this is this is going somewhere something big is about to happen with this mob because he is in hook line and sink up but a great story australian uh adam gilchrist uh backed by the actor mark Wahlberg, uh trading debut not a bad return on investment for these boys two billion dollars no doubt there's a fairly sharp amount of that that'll be hitting uh, Marky Mark's pocket. And, uh, mate, that way, but I don't reckon it'll be the end of you seeing this because we've got to remember that this is also a group sport uh, that is listed during the middle of a pandemic with various mm. different degrees of lockdown. So, mate, this will be one to watch because I don't reckon he'll back off uh, or maybe he will. Maybe he'll get his payday. He'll just piss off into the distance. He'll play a little <laughs> bit more golf and he'll stop working out. Who knows? But, uh, mate, Definitely an interesting part in the news. But uh, yeah, mate, this, this is one that's uh, up your alley and certainly up the alley of uh, every Australian, uh, though most people couldn't give a stuff about uh, what's happening over the ditch, uh, depending on who you are. But there's some interesting things that come from this article, and uh, this was in the Financial Review, pressure on, uh, on Australian dollar intensifies. But what yes. this is actually backing behind this uh, is an interesting story. And it, so it's not the headline, but it's the story behind it. So the uh, the, the inflation over in uh, uh, over across the ditch over in New Zealand, the inflation has started to spark. I think it's jumped three uh, percent over the last quarter or last two quarters. So half year three percent on track to go higher. Um, I, I'm not 100 percent sure on the figures. Uh, it was something that I, I glanced past this morning and then read this later on in the afternoon. And uh, so it was making headlines uh, in in Bloomberg. And so there now they've stated the end of their quantitative easing program. So that's the money printing, the putting money into the uh, the market. So there's an abrupt tapering of this, uh, leading many economists uh, to... Abrupt taper. Is that that just a fancy way of saying we're going to stop it? (laughs) Yeah. Well, tapering usually is that kind of word where we reserve the right to maybe keep going and then <laughs> maybe it'll taper off. But whenever we need to turn the tap on, we'll just turn the tap on. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't lied to people, so uh, so it's all good. <laughs> but this is really interesting because this what, what this is going to do is it's going to increase the currency over in 
uh, New Zealand. Obviously, the Australian dollar will depreciate relative to that, and it's it's dipped 0.3% uh, on Thursday. Look, I don't think that that's ah, any I've got major. some money in New Zealand. To Andy, I've got to get it back. <laughs> Andy, after this, we're going to have a chat. <laughs> well, mate, well, that's good. If the Australian dollar is falling in value and you've got you got bucks over in New, Z- New Zealand, then that's uh, that's good for us because you'll get more for that. Uh, the Australian dollar falls relatively. So, but you're sitting good. Maybe, 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 maybe you want to just have a little bit of a wait because generally what happens uh, in the world of interest rates is for the the world is basically at zero interest rates. So if you're the US and I'm Europe and we're trying to, you know, uh, borrow funds or or deposit funds somewhere, we, we want a decent interest rate for the risk we're taking. But at the moment, our return is close to zero. So if these guys... Uh, cash is trash, Andy. Cash, cash is trash. trash. Cash yeah. is trash. But uh, these guys are starting to try and raise their interest rates. Yeah. Now, this is the projected raise down here. So this is the RBNZ, um, Royal Bank of New Zealand. Uh, not sure what's royal about it, but... Uh, <laughs> um, of course, they are part of them. I'm, not, oh, I'm just having a stab. There's too many, too many of my good New Zealand mates who will, uh, who will just, just rip me apart if I... If I launch in any further, but this is uh, this is what they're intending to do is, is to raise rates up to to a two percent, um, which is a pretty massive kind of jump uh, by May. Yeah, so in two thousand twenty three, I think it was February they're they're aiming for two thousand twenty three. So that's a pretty steep increase, uh, depending mm-hmm. on where the rate is right at the bottom. I, I didn't double check that, but uh, but basically, if it's at point uh, one, it's about a two hundred percent increase. Um, so, mate, that'll be really interesting. So, New Zealand dollar may well go up. That is their intended taper. That is what they've announced, and they've announced that on the back of inflation. So, yeah. they're targeting the same thing. So, and inflation meaning asset prices have increased, cost of goods have increased. So, they're they're saying that they can raise interest rates as a result of that. The the knock on effect without in general economic terms, all other things being equal, will mean that the US, uh, sorry, the the uh, New Zealand dollar will increase relative to the Australian dollar. So if you've got money in New Zealand, that will be better. Uh, if you don't and you're looking to put money across to New Zealand, not great. Uh, but so for many counterparts who have actually sold out of New Zealand and, and repatriating funds out to Australia, of which we know a number, uh, yeah. this could be a really good thing for you. Yeah. So, uh, so that's on the back of uh, that's on the back of the, on, the CPI the data. Yeah. Well, arguably too, Andy, arguably we could see that in Australia coming this way. I mean, you know, right now, I mean, I was just talking today, we were, we were looking at buying another car from one of our businesses. You know, we bought one, uh, I don't know, maybe 14 months ago. Um, the price of a car has gone up $6,000 in 14 months. And the second-hand car we bought, now one year old, we can actually sell for a profit. First time I've ever... I. More than I bought the thing for. <laughs> That's unheard of. <laughs> it's it's you know the old used car thing was it it loses twenty percent as soon as it goes off the lot. Well, no. well mine actually went up thirty percent. <laughs> like it literally went up thirty. It's unbelievable. Oh, we, it's we, we could have. And this is the first time I've ever seen this. And you know I love this sort of stuff because it comes in complicated uh, markets. The arbitrage. Arbitrage, uh, mate. It's a good name. I like arbitrage. <laughs> uh, arbitrage happens and it, and it gets uh, squeezed out of financial markets so quickly now because of computer-based trading. 
but uh, but we could have arbitraged the car. And uh, and I was saying to Mags, I wasn't allowed to, but I was saying to Mags, we could literally have bought a new one, sold the old one, and walked away with money in our pocket. Yeah. Same car. Exactly <laughs> the same car. I was like, I can't figure this out. I can sell the old one, buy a new one, and be better off. I couldn't believe it. And I can't believe I didn't do it because I would have just loved to have told that story for the next 40 years. Uh, but uh, so the difference between uh, so our, the RBA in Australia has basically said we have no intention of raising rates out to, to 2023. That was some commentary from the RBA, but of course they're allowed to change their mind uh, and their underwear, and probably as frequently as the <laughs> other. But this data here was the worrying sign was 4.9 percent, and somebody put it in the chat earlier on. I saw it come past, so bang yeah. on. Uh, 4.9% unemployment rate. So yeah. that put pressure yeah. on the Reserve Bank to uh, to start to think about raising rates. This most recent lockdown that we're experiencing now, though, is putting some is is enabling the Reserve Bank to have some stones about it and say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Because we don't know how this thing's gonna gonna Hang end. Out. Yeah, 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 yep. So the uh, so the whole the long term effect of this lockdown. Remember last week I said this lockdown is going to be quite pivotal. It's going to have some very interesting statistics that come out of it uh, because it's in the second biggest hub in Australia, soon to be taken over the the future biggest hub in Australia, which will probably be Brisbane uh, because there'll be nobody left in Victoria. <laughs> We've well, got right. plenty moving up here, mate. Plenty moving up here. <laughs> so, mate, that's that's definitely one to watch. Uh, especially for your mob over in, in New Zealand totally, uh, yeah. and for yeah. our mob out here. And, mate, finally, and look, there's so much in the news. It's absolutely magnificent. And this is this is a good news story and this is what I think we should be doing out here, Jace. Uh, we're not doing anywhere near enough front foot activity. Uh, that's because we're in Australia. We don't have to. We're, uh, we're rich in comparison to the rest of the world. Um, so we can sit around, do fuck all good and just squander uh, the incredible resources <laughs> as the country has to give us for many, many years into the future, or we could take advantage and have a look at one of our friends. And you and I, Jace, have talked about going on a holiday to Japan. Sorry, a, uh, a work, <coughs> a work trip. Study trip to, uh, <laughs> to Japan. Uh, Skiing in Japan, the uh, study in Japan, yep. <laughs> and uh, so those people who know about low interest rates, well, Japan knows about it better than anybody because they've had them for longer than anybody, I believe, in the world. And uh, they've never really got off the base, but uh, but here's it: BOJ, uh, Bank of Queensland, uh, Bank of Queensland, <laughs> BOJ, <laughs> Bank of Japan, Japan, uh, Bank mate, Japan. Japan. <laughs> uh, zero, zero, uh, zero rate long term loans in the climate scheme. They're calling it the green lending scheme. Hence the uh, the, the the backdrop down here over there, uh, mate. So they're literally doing long term loans via the banking system to support green energy investment uh, and the production of green energy. Uh, you and I talk about the green energy bank accounts uh, and renewable energy money right. accounts, money-making yep. machine. Uh, they're literally taking this to the next level and they're investing in the future sustainable energy resources in Japan. And it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it, mate? Because they used to be the big tech giant of the world yep. uh, back in the days of Walkmans. For those of you who don't know what a Walkman is, read a history book uh, uh, from around about the 80s uh, or watch it. I, I don't think you and I attract the young viewer, Andy, to be honest. 
So uh, it, it's basically what ruled the world before the iPod. Uh, and if you're still too young to know what an iPod is, it ruled the world before uh, Spotify. Mate, I just had a vision of you being uber cool with a Walkman, longer oh. hair. Like, you know, I, I guarantee you've got a photo somewhere. It'd be good. Andy Fenton should bring that next time to Wine and Wisdom, I reckon. But, Mate, you with, know, you, with, the, the, with the rewinding pen in the ear so you could yeah. spin them around like this while you're listening to one, you're rewinding <laughs> the other one. <laughs> just a case. Well, mate, you know, you and I talked about this, you know, and, and I, you know, I've got a theory that um, I think zero interest rates is actually good for the world because what I believe uh, when when there's too much money to be made and sitting money in cash like a big fat squirrel, you know, sitting on sitting on resources – you know what that does? It forces you know it forces countries and institutions to print money. This is this is kind of my theory, you know, and and it's um it's certainly not founded in any education, but what I can see from the you know from the bleachers <laughs> is don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. No, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, the way I see it, if um you know if if the uber wealthy or large institutions just sitting on bucket loads of cash, and that cash gets them three, four, five percent return. But doing two fifths of fuck all, excuse the French. Why would you put it in the market? Why would you put it it to risk? Why wouldn't you just sit on that money? I'm actually a big fan of low, low interest rates. I'm actually a big fan personally of lots of money going to work, um, and that brings jobs. That brings innovation. That brings shit like this. That brings let's lend some money to people, um, and um, I'm sure they're charging a setup fee, and that's how they're making a buck or two. But you know, they, you wouldn't get this going on if they could leave their money in cash somewhere and get one, two, three, four, five percent. That's like that's what I'm saying, Andy and Allison. You might be you might be right. Um, there's a mullet or two hiding over in my <laughs> neck of the woods as well. <laughs> there's some photos that should never see the light of day. I've seen oh, a couple of yours. Uh, there's uh, a bit of collusion wife. going on. My wife's listening in, Alison. Now I'm buggered. Uh, she's probably going <laughs> to. <laughs> oh, mate, it's terrible. It's absolutely uh, terrible. Yeah, look uh, like they're right something. in there. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people who took sympathy on me over my life, I can uh, tell you. <laughs> But uh, uh, so this is this is uh, look for those of you again chatting with your member, uh, and just for those who are a bit confused by what the member is, it's uh, your local representative. Let's <laughs> say if you're, yeah, uh, your you're local chatting. your local politician, Andy, is that, is that who you're local, talking about? That local member, yep. Uh, yeah, the, the, the represent the local local member that represents. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, if you're chatting with them, they chat chat green, um, chat about you know what are we doing in the renewable space because uh, I don't know if you've and we should we should line this up uh, and repost this link. It's a fabulous link of the satire of uh, of Australians' economic stance on the the green energy cars, so uh, the the electric cars. It's it's hilarious and it's a great satire, um, absolute gold. If somebody's got it, whack it in the feed because it's it's incredibly good laugh. But um, how we're treating it is it just a disgrace? Like we 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 all know that that's where we're going. Everybody knows, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, we know that's where the future is, right? But here in Australia, we're still uh, we're still making it harder. One of the few countries in the world, soapbox coming. One of the few countries in the world that's 
taxes the bloody things instead of providing rebates and incentives to own them. Uh, for a country that, uh, that wants oh, to be at the table, Jesus, we do some pretty stupid things with our money. Yeah. Spend a few billion dope. dollars on not doing an east-west, we do a west-east link. Uh, it's that kind of twisted thinking uh, that, that really gets us into trouble. So now that Jason and I are making sure that you're chatting with your member uh, <laughs> more often, maybe you can bring up the, the green energy and at least chat with them about where are our subsidies for, for our green cars? Where, where's all of this? Because then we'll get Dead the green cars right. as well. Yeah, yeah. Dead right. It, it's our job. I mean, you know, unfortunately... The, the politicians are just, uh, you know, making decisions to get re-elected and you and I, Andy, have waxed lyrical once or twice when we've had too many glasses of wine about bloody, um, you know, running running for, running, <laughs> running, uh, running for uh, you know, a, a seat or, uh, or something in the future, starting a political party, you know. Becoming a member. Uh, becoming a member, yeah. Yep. 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 And, you know, it, it, you know, at the end of the day, Let's face it, gang. You know, it's up to us to to vote with our feet. Um, I was chatting the other day with our crew, and and Andy, I was like, "Well, put your put your money where your morals are. Put yep. your money where your morals are, gang." Like, like, I mean, come on, come on. Let's have a fucking grown up conversation here. Don't sit there on your high horse talking about, you know, nobody else is saving the world when you're not fucking doing it. Like, you know, vote with your vote with your money. Put your morals where your money are. Like, don't let institutions ruin the planet um and then you sit there going oh yeah i'll get a cheap loan from fucking westpac like that drives me insane like if westpac's not behaving take your money off them you know um give it to someone um in this vein here andy as part of my segue to my little rant there for the moment is you know i've got a couple of lenders right now who are offering home loans that now give um uh environmental zero carbon rebates now you get the home loan. Now that there's extra money going towards saving the planet, planting trees, those sorts of things, right? So it's like, well, let's do that. You know, um, Sam and I have worked on zero carbon, um, actually positive carbon. The properties, our developers now are contributing towards if their properties aren't zero neutral, carbon neutral, they have to now contribute to planting enough trees into our into our charity to now neutralise the properties our investors are buying, all right? So, you know, let's do our bit, gang. You know, um, Japan's offering money up. You know, it can all work. Like everyone can make a buck. The, 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 wheel can, the world can go round and, you know, and we can save the planet too. Um, yeah, it, it shits me, you know. So are you saying, Chase, <laughs> that we, we could, allegedly we could get a loan and get some carbon offset credits that might be able to offset the taxes that we'll pay to buy an electric vehicle? <laughs> well, mate, there you go. <laughs> that would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a strategy right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, Alison's sort of saying there's a lot of companies now. You know, um, you know, just doing the ethical investing, which is great, gang. You know, like um, it's up to us to to make those decisions and really force that stuff to happen. So you know, that's uh, that's that's um, that's uh, that's good. Uh, you know, that everyone's uh, getting in there. But you know, over in my neck of the woods, Andy. What's happening? A um, few things going on and um, kind of like uh, like what you were talking about when it comes to, you know, the world of, um, you know, uh, money out there. You were talking about things going on with Marky Mark and his crew. Uh, you know, big, uh, big news in Sydney. Um, 
the new biggest biggest hedge fund in the world now, uh, two billion dollars just launched out of um, out of Sydney. Gang, you know, two billion dollar hedge fund catalyst, and uh, you know, Andy and I've talked about this before. There's money everywhere looking for a home right now. There is money for jam. There's no defensive assets, you know, and this is not financial advice, gang. I'm not a financial advisor, um, so. You know, don't uh, don't hang us out to dry here. <laughs> well, there are some defensive assets, Jason. <laughs> uh, direct real estate, you know, come and talk to me. Uh, but uh, yeah, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> but, you know, cash is trash. You get fuck all for it. You know, government bonds are, are, are low on the, on the return and um, money's looking for a home. And this is what I love. This is, this is my sort of thing, Andy. Like money's out now. Money's out of those those fat, you know, wealthy people's accounts, and it's looking for a home, and it's gonna it's gonna bring jobs, and that's that's what that's probably my my point is if that money goes to work, if it's sitting in a bank account somewhere, it's not creating jobs, it's not stimulating innovation, it's not stimulating you know the economy, it's just fat and lazy, and that that shits me to tears. And you and I sit there all the time talking to you know, um, rich, poor people, Andy, like all the time. We, we see so many people who've got assets that are worth six million bucks, right, and they and they can't even buy a coffee. It's like, well, why can't you buy a coffee? Well, my income's shit, but my assets are worth something. And we're like, well, you're the, you know, you're the richest poor person I know. Um, you know, money's not working. And uh, I, I'm actually quite glad that, you know, this stuff's going on. These hedge funds, you know, You've played in those spaces before, Andy, and you could probably tell us stories that would curl our toes. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I knew I, I knew not that long ago a two billion dollar hedge fund that uh, didn't actually have any money invested. <laughs> uh, well, maybe leave that one for another another day, Mister Matter. Another day. But you you and I know that you know this stuff um, is a closed loop circle, right? Money comes in, it goes out, it it gets put to some idea, some. Thing, you know, people get employed, stuff gets done, contracts get written, you know, the money flows and it creates and it and it builds and it's just jobs and activity and stuff. And and I'm a big fan of that. I I actually believe that more of this should be happening. And if anyone's listening in and a bit motivated, you know, right now there's never been a better time to be a marky mark and promote something and raise some capital and get a deal out of the ground. Because money's looking for a home, like it's just it's an interesting time. But um, no, no, don't yeah. don't give us don't give us any more damn uh, uh, Instagram models trying <laughs> to, to blow things up, mate. Jesus, creepers. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But um, you know, I thought that was pretty interesting, and it sort of dovetailed into what you were talking about, Marky Mark, money floating around. You know, deals getting done. You know, who's influencing what money in the marketplace right now? Well, and that's that's the thing is that uh, when you do look at Japan, and we, we we keep or I keep saying that we're in unprecedented territory, and, and you and I have talked a lot about this. But when we do look at Japan, they they haven't really succeeded in raising their interest rates, but they have been they they have had some significant returns in their share market. They've contributed uh, significantly in various different global uh, ways, if you will. Um, certainly, uh, also in the whaling sector, but but we don't talk about that. Um, but they've uh, they've managed to to run their economy extraordinarily well during times of low interest rates, and that's why I want to get over there, Jason, and chat with a few old 
connections from back in the day. Yeah. I really just get an on-the-ground view, not a bullshit uh, market review of, you know, our, our papers and the sensational crap that, that gets put up into headlines these days. Some 22-year-old journalist just out of uni reporting on something that someone else, that someone else, that someone else said. <laughs> 100%. Like we, it was a little while ago and we, we were dealing with Namura Bank uh, and bring them out to, to Australia and they were on the low interest rates back then. It was never even a mention in the conversation and I'd never really thought about it until just recently, but it was never a topic of conversation. Yeah. And so that makes you think. Now, now Namura is one of the largest banks uh, in Japan and you start thinking about that and if, if it's not an issue for them, you start to go, well, what is actually the issue? And to your point, if money can't be stored uh, and just drip feed value out, it has to be sent out to work and, and it works efficiently when it's out because it will, it will circulate very, very quickly and it will find a home where it is utilised and circulated. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mate, it's, it's the laws of nature, Andy. It's the laws of nature. You know, if water is stored and it doesn't move, it gets stagnant and it poisons. Like this is... Like cash, cash is the water of the economic system. Cash is the water of our nature system. If it doesn't keep moving in the economic space, it gets stagnant and it will poison. Like it just gets less and less valuable. You, you know this. We know this. It, you know, inflation goes up. The interest rates can't keep up. Like the cash devalues. And that's why you and I have been saying for, you know, two years now, cash is trash, gang. You know, um, You've got to have an asset at least keeps up with inflation, you know, and I think, you know, to your point with New Zealand, you know, I think I think we're going to see inflation in Australia. I've, I've seen, you know, 20-plus percent increases in land prices and construction prices, and that's going to flow through because, you know, that flows through. It's quite a large chunk of the Australian economy. It's going to flow through at some point. And, um, you know, um, I think Jeff was talking about, asking his boss for a pay rise, you're going, oi, give me a pay rise, you know, and the boss is going, well, hang on, mate, you know, don't ask me, don't ask for me for a pay rise now. The unemployment rate's pretty high. But, Jeff, I think that'll change pretty soon and and we we will see some changes right now. I caught up with an accountant today and they were talking about, um, you know, not being able to get, there was 1,000 jobs, Andy. Um, How's this? 1,000 Auditing jobs available from um, from Adelaide to Brisbane right now. They cannot get um, those jobs filled, right? They they can't get the jobs filled. It's not that there's not jobs. There's just not jobs for the people. The skills aren't matching the jobs right now. Um, so, yeah, interesting times. We, I think we've said that a thousand times. Interesting times, but there's stuff going on, and um, you know, I, I think. Um, if anyone who's clever, who knows how to uh, pour concrete or dig holes, um, when it comes to infrastructure, um, <laughs> there's going to be some interesting, interesting opportunities in those spaces as well in the next couple of years. I can tell you. But anyway, but hey, listen, um, what else is in the news for me, Andy? Look at this stuff. You and I talked about this before. Commercial real estate, and also more importantly, um, that logistic real estate. Right, that logistics real estate—it's it's strong. Australia's Australia's a sexy place for it, you know. It's attractive, and um, you check this out. You know, yields are really strong. Foreign money is looking to come into Australia. Well, it, it it's a safe 
It's a safe place with big returns, Australia, um, especially in this commercial property world. And, um, you know, supermarket chains now spending billions on smart technology inside their logistic their logistic um, locations. Quick story, Andy, you'll love this. You'll love this. And I, I, I've actually done some research. I meant to talk to you about it. Uh, I, the other day I had to go to uh, Brisbane um, uh, Observatory, went to the observatory as a little bit of an outing with my 11-year-old uh, son. Um, um, we went to check out the stars. Anyway, on the way, chatting to the bus driver, and the bus driver said, yeah, I live over there. And um, did you know that um, right now in my suburb, I actually get access to drone deliveries? And I said, what the WTF? What the what? Um, so he lives in Western Brisbane, and they are trialling z- uh, uh, drone deliveries. He can get a barbecue chicken. Listen to this. He can get a barbecue barbecue chicken delivered. No, I'm not kidding, Andy. He can get a barbecue chicken delivered to his house for four dollars sixty two. It gets dropped in his driveway in less than sixteen minutes. Like it was like fifteen minutes. Like it's insane. Is, is like, he out there with the catches, Mitt? Like, hey, like it comes down in this little box. I'm like, explain this to me. I think you're fucking pulling my leg, right? And he's like, no, mate, I'm not kidding you. And he's in a catchment area where um, this drone company is testing drone deliveries. And they've been testing there, there now for six months. And I looked it up and I was like, holy shit. Um, this is the future. And we need to invest in some friggin' drone drone companies. It's insane, Aaron. I'm telling you, bro. It's It's insane. And he's like, mate. Like my me and my wife, we haven't left the house in six months. <laughs> we just we just type into the drone company and it'll be it's, it's crazy. Um, so mate, I think the combination of 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 drone businesses, logistic real estate, because you and I talked about this, it's the last mile. Like we've got to get that guest on the last mile. Um, you know, and um, man, I was just I was like, holy shit. This is I feel like chicken tonight. <laughs> okay, David. Uh, oh, listen, Alison's flying drones at work. You're like shiver me timbers. Um, it's it's on anyway. Um, yeah, I was blown away, Andy. And you know, it's just like this stuff. You know, logistics. You know, big technology in food and delivery and stuff like that. It's it's an interesting time, mm. and what has happened is. This technology is accelerated because of COVID, right? That's what's happening. Like, like, do you know what I mean? It probably would have taken another 10 years to get there and slow and steady would have won the race. But I, I think this acceleration, it's right here, right now. It's under our nose. It's mm. going on, mate. Mate, I, I, I'm curious. I'm, I'm really curious. Did, did he order the potato salad with that as well? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A, a bottle of wine or something just to go with the chicken or is it, hey, or mate, is it just the chicken? We were driving along the freeway and there's like literally 20-foot-high billboards going, drone deliveries, sign up for the drone program. Wow. It was mad. Anyway. Mate, it's all happening. It's all happening in Queensland. You're, uh, hey, you're going to be leading the pack. But that, uh, that whole, 
where that whole logistical space and and this is this is definitely one to watch and we're we're doing a bit of advice in this area at the moment uh i'm really keen to to be looking uh at these logistical spaces where they pop up because the difference between australia and you know the us and uh and england and and a lot of the advanced places in in europe is that we're big uh big country small population yeah. which means to get that last mile right is absolutely critical so location is is going to be the key location 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 for yeah. industrial property it is going to logistical industrial property it is going to be an absolute key to the success and the profitability of these companies so in America, where the Amazon hubs are, these logistical hubs for Amazon in America, they go berserk, berserk, because Amazon pour a huge amount of money to make that, uh, you know, and, and they want their employees because there's still a lot of employees that are a part of these robo factories, but they're yeah. just behind computers, not so much on the floor. Yeah. But they want them to stay. They want to create a community hub. They want to be able to get cheap labor. So they want people to really enjoy what they're doing because if you enjoy it more, you can generally do it for less. And uh, and so that, they've really turned some suburbs on their heads and done incredible things. And if you get on the right side of that, mate, that's that is that will it'll be an absolute mozza because I reckon you'll because they'll be looking, they'll be looking where everybody isn't, and uh, and when you see them moving in, it'll be too late. So. Mate, watch that space. It's one that I'm looking at super, super keen and I'd love to look at doing some some deals around that later on down the track because I think that uh, you're onto something there, mate. There's some real opportunity there. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's 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 very interesting. And, um, um, and I think, you know, there's a combination of things you and I have been chatting about, the real estate, the technology, the money, the locations. You know, this was happening in Western Brisbane which was on the doorstep, you know, there's a Western Brisbane corridor, which is an infrastructure, you know, commercial real estate corridor. So, you know, it, it's quite close to the the real estate that they can have those distribution centres with and then there's the re- the residential built around it. So, yeah, uh, I actually think I'm just chucking a little pontification out there. Andy, I think, I think, um, I think suburbs will be redesigned around, Around these types of things, it'll be redesigned around drone centres, about around delivery centres, and it won't be around transport nodes. They call it twenty, thirty years, right? It won't be around. Oh, can I get to the train station anymore? It'll be can my drone deliver to my my property? There's my call, folks. There's my call. Um, I think um, I'm ch- I'm channeling the future. <laughs> we'll see how we go. <laughs> I reckon you're right, and you know Bernard, Bernard Salt talks about the same thing in many of his presentations about those satellite cities, and uh, yes, it twenty makes minute, twenty minute neighbourhoods, twenty minute yep. neighbourhoods. That's right. Yeah, yeah, dead bloody right, mate. Um, it's interesting. It's certainly interesting, and that's where you know, that's where you know that lifestyle manoeuvre about you know. Um, regional regional living and stuff like that. It's like lovely. It's nice to live there. But will those big ins- will those big companies, you know, will will they set up logistical centres in those places? Question mark. I don't know. I I I haven't passed my opinion yet. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe we'll miss out. Maybe that infrastructure 
now is going to be something that's going to be central. But here's one sort of our, over our heading plate, mate. We, we like this one. We, this is our kind of like little bit of fodder. Um, <laughs> check this <laughs> check this out, right? Check this out. Um, you know, there's a, there's a bank card going to let people spend their Bitcoin. It's coming. There's a, there's a card. Um, you know, there used to be like digital wallets and shit like this. There's a couple of young blokes um, coming up with a regular card. You can, you can tap at the FBOS machine. And, you know, the Reserve Bank in Australia, um, they've already said, all right, we're going to have a look at having a, uh, you know, a central bank for digital currencies. They're all getting in there. They're all putting their snout in the trough, Andy. They're all putting their snout in the trough. <laughs> but um, I, I love that too. Uh, a card that lets users spend their Bitcoin trading profits uh, in shops <laughs> and bars. Well, but you, you, you'd have to have been in there well over six months ago in order to be getting a profit at, uh, what is it now, 42000 Well, it would have come down from eighty to 42000 but, yeah, you know. Um, it's incredible. But, look, that, that's the hardest thing about getting your money out of crypto uh, is is really. Liquidity. Is, yeah, is, is yeah. Well, no, getting it out of the system is, is hard. Yeah. And getting it in is very easy. Yeah, uh, yeah. But this is where, you know, the. This is where if you really want to get into this stuff, and, and I don't know enough about it really, but what I do follow is where the hedge funds, where the big banks, where the big players are getting into these currencies and testing them because they're, they're testing them for use in, uh, in, in practical terms. And, yeah. and in the meantime, they're having a shitload of fun probably just raping and pillaging profits uh, from the uninformed optimist uh, who are jumping into these currencies, and they they'll be manipulating because they to their heart, or allegedly they'll be manipulating, of course. <laughs> uh, but they'll be they're testing and measuring. So there are coins that are very much backed by hedge funds, large global institutions, and they're all trying to figure out a way of how do we how do we do this? And this is where this next article is going to go, I reckon, which you're which you're obviously going to chat to a little bit on the yeah. Reserve Bank. Totally, mate. Um, I think uh, Christopher sort of said, can you um, uh, – Christopher, if you want to connect with Andy, uh, uh, find him on Fenton Financial, um, send him a message. Easiest way for Andy and the team to be connected with um, if you're there. And a um, few people are having a couple uh, more than one or two glasses of wine tonight, which is awesome. So that's great to see um, everyone's <laughs> getting right into it. But, um, yeah, anyway, Candice is sort of you know, talking about – uh, yeah, um, came in late, you know. Yeah, the Todds, um, such a thing. Well, it's interesting, you know. It's um, the there, Dodd developments, a- maybe drone orientated developments. Well, there we go. Wow. You heard mate, it here Dodd. first, ladies and gentlemen. The Dodds, uh, the town planning Dodds. I think you're on to. I think you're on to. I think you're on to something there, Candice. You know, transport orientated and drone orientated. Loving, loving that because really at the end of the day, it's it's such an interesting time to be, you know, in this sort of space, and um, you know that could be, you know that could be, you know that could be sort of rearranging the locations of where people live. Um, where was it? Um, actually, it was in Japan. Um, you know those super fast trains. You can catch a super fast train that's like 140 kilometers away and it takes 20 minutes to get to the city. Um, so, you know, depending on the infrastructure and, you know, I, I think it'll be multiple bits of infrastructure, which is, um, which is, which is great um, as we go along. And um, yeah, Sam has been talking about this stuff 
you know, work and livability, you know, you know, where can I go to work and where can I live and where can I play, you know, like like it's got to be close. You know, I, I don't want to have to go forever all over the place as we, um, as we you know, as we grow our neighbourhood or whatever. Because, Andy, like, I mean, gone are the days you, like, I remember, I remember growing up, I don't know, folks, I don't know if I've ever told you guys, but I grew up in a town with like 150 people on a good day and a hundred of them I, re- I was related to. So, um, you know, I had to sort of leave to expand the gene pool or there would have been some problems. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, we had to go. We had to drive an hour and a half to to go to the big smoke, the shops. If we ever wanted anything better than just, you know, the regular, you know, bread and milk, we had to drive. We had to, you know, we had to drive hours to go to our location, you know, and now it's like I'm on my bloody iPhone, I can press a button and my Uber driver shows up with my takeaway and now my drone's going to show up with frigging anything I want. It's crazy times. So, yeah. I mean, um, I think that's good. Um, um, Alison's gonna get um, Alison's gonna get a drone dinner up on their Ari apartment. I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't doubt it. Uh, <laughs> Alison, yeah, yeah, you get the hot chicken on the balcony. <laughs> uh, I've got to. I've got to find a friend in a in a drone friendly location and uh, and get on ordering. I, I'm going to see how much we, we we should find a place, Jace. We'll do one together. We'll find a place. We'll rent. Rent an Airbnb out, and uh, and we'll just do a see what we can get delivered uh, by the drone. That it can be I, the uh, the drone International Drone Day by uh, Fenton Witten Co. And we'll we'll see how much we can order. We're doing it. Well, listen, uh, I think Michelle, one of our listeners, is going to be up uh, in the in in Queensland at some point. Uh, fingers crossed. When if the the border lockdown um, if the border lockdown does not occur or well unlocks anyway. So let's do it. Let's uh, let's make that uh, a, a fun a fun thing. We'll we'll order some stuff by drone because I think that's absolutely golden. Myself, chickens can't fly. I love that. <laughs> they can now. <laughs> they can now. Absolutely. Well, mate. Um, yeah, like we said, folks, there was lots in the news, uh, and um, we only got sort of part way through this evening. Scratched the surface. Huge, surface, huge amount. Yeah. Yeah, a big week, lots a to big week forward. or two. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, we might sort of put a pin in it there, Andy. Like plenty that was uh, was in the news. There was a uh, one or two questions, but I think you sort of circled round on that one from Jeff anyway, which is the employment stats um, as we go along. But uh, but team, uh, you know, plenty of uh, support out there when it comes to small business owners, anyone who's got some challenges. So reach out to your advisors and and uh, we put that link in the chat. Um, and um, if you guys need any uh, direct assistance or some help, you know, we're always here. Uh, like we say, track us down on Facebook and send us a message. Always happy to assist and, and um, give you some feedback as we roll along. But um, there you go, mate. Big, uh, big, uh, big week in, in, uh, in our world. But um, I think it's, uh, I think it's time to, to put a pin in it for uh, Wealth, Wine and Wisdom on 16th of July, 2021. And maybe we'll, we'll make the theme uh, of the future and certainly was that in our planning session over the last few days that uh, I think it's all about the last mile, Jace. Uh, yes. And it doesn't matter whether you win by an inch 
or win by a mile, winning's winning. And I think you're going to be winning if you have a look at uh, the last mile in your area, in your neck of the woods, whether whether you be an employee, whether you be mm. an investor, uh, and whether you be a business owner, looking at the last mile, and of course that's the metaphor uh, that we spoke about earlier on, and we are still tracking down our supply chain logistic expert to, to come onto Wine and Wisdom to chat about this, but it's the the last mile of delivery which costs the most and has the most amount of friction. So wherever that last mile is for you, look for the last mile and see how you can sharpen that up, make that more efficient, make it easier so you can make the journey uh, a little bit easier for you with a little bit less friction uh, and hopefully a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah. Well, mate, I think we've just... I think we've just um I think we've just named our investment fund Andy. It's called the Last Mile PTY Limited um, um <laughs> fund and I think we'll launch it sometime soon. So stay tuned folks. <laughs> um, because we'll, we'll we'll invest in last mile uh, infrastructure. I think that would be a fucking game changer which which would be pretty cool. So there you go, last mile infrastructure it's coming Andy. I do have and I've been tracking him down and he has accepted Andy. Um, a very uh, a very cool guest uh, when it comes to the world of crypto, blockchain, and that technology. Um, and um, uh, he said he would come along being a guest. He's been in that space programming uh, all sorts of uh, coins and working with the blockchain for over 10 years. He started when um, he was like knee-high to a grasshopper, and um, I think he'd be a great guest to get on. So, you and I might circle around this week and see if we can't get him on and if we could get our last mile expert on um, sooner rather than later, that would be super cool as well. So um, I think we've got some good guests coming up, folks. Um, so make sure you keep tuning in to our Wealth, Wine and Wisdoms on a Friday. And um, Candice, thanks for the shout-out. Uh, we have a, we always have a bit of fun on a Friday um, and, um, you know, sometimes um, – uh, sometimes, uh, it's probably our favourite part of the week too. Just, uh, just get let letting the uh, getting the blowing the dust off and having a yarn. And uh, you guys with us is always uh, lots of fun as well. So, um, awesome to have you guys here, Andy. As always, my friend, fantastic to hang out with you and chew the fat. Um, uh, happy Friday, and for the rest of you guys, have an awesome weekend. Um, we're going to put in this one, wealth, wine, and wisdom done and dusted on the sixteenth of July, twenty twenty one. And I reckon we cracked a few atoms there today um, <laughs> along with you guys. Yeah, exactly. Last mile investing and uh, some drone activity uh, along the way and uh, and certainly some good insights there when it came to um, Candice and some of her stuff as well. Yes. You know, I'd, absolutely. I'd, I'd, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I reckon that, that'll be a new one. Candice, heard it here first. Uh, if uh, if you don't claim it, we probably will. But uh, uh, just before we do sign off, uh, I know from your heart, mate, because we, we talk about it, we've got a lot of friends in both areas, both Victoria uh, and New South Wales. Uh, anything we can do to help you out, please let us know what you need to know and we'll do our best to get our sources onto, uh, onto the information for you. We've, that's how Wine and Wisdom was born. Uh, born from the COVID crisis when it first started, and that's the purpose of this show uh, is to help uh, help Australians uh, in around all things finance, but uh, especially business owners. 
So we know that you're doing it tough and uh, and also, you know, salary employees, we don't forget about you guys either. We know that, you know, loans and, and deferrals and things like this you need to know about. So uh, our thoughts are with you, uh, both in Victoria to my compadres down south of the border, uh, Andale, Andale, Riba, Riba, where you used to be called Mexicans. Uh, but now, now, unfortunately, our New South Wales compadres are there with us. And so Jason and I both send our, our hearts out and, uh, whatever we can do to help, please shout us out on the page and we'll do our very best uh, to to find the very best solutions for whatever the challenges are that you're facing. But for now, I just want you to know that uh, you're in our hearts, you're in our minds, and um, and uh, we hope that you're finding ways of being able to, to spend it with family and uh, from time to time, maybe outside of the puzzle universe in a way that uh, uh, is not too tiresome because it can be very, very tough depending on your circumstances. So uh, our hearts go out and our thoughts are with everybody out there. And if we can help, let us know. Absolutely, let us know. Thank you, my friend. Well said, beautiful words. Have a great weekend, folks. Good to hang out. It's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. Good night.